0: This is Performance Delivered, Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel.
1: Welcome to the Performance Delivered, Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. In today's episode, we are going to talk about strategic development of a purpose-led brand strategy. Here to speak with me is... Ed Farley, who is the EVP Senior Strategist at Crosby Marketing Communication. Crosby helps clients make powerful connections with their customers, constituents and communities to shape attitudes, inspire behavior change and motivate action. Ed is a seasoned growth marketing executive with experience in developing and executing transformative marketing, sales enablement and business partnership strategies for brands. He is proficient in broad based brand, and product management, digital content and traditional advertising campaigns, integrated consumer experience planning, and creative development leadership. He has proven results in competitive categories such as beverage, healthcare, philanthropy, financial services, and media technology advisory. Ed, welcome to the show. Hi, Stefan. Thanks very much. Great to be here. Now, Ed, before we start talking about today's topic, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started in your career and what led you to Crosby? Well, it's been quite a while. It's been uh, probably um,
0: close to 25 to 30 years or so in six industries. So I started out like most of us do in marketing, uh, in advertising. A uh, big ad agency in Chicago, DDB. Uh, and that just led to, uh, to a migration over to corporate marketing. Spent a lot of years with uh, the largest beer company in the world, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, and that's really where I think the love of marketing uh, took hold, right? It just all of the wonderful things you learn at a company like that um, across many, many functionalities. But brand management really stuck with me. and specifically, how do we do it globally? And uh, so that really that really led to my interest in all things global and fed over time um, an interest in how my transformational brand strategy relate to, you know, multiple categories. So that's, you mentioned uh, beverage, you mentioned healthcare, you mentioned philanthropy and financial services. And, and so all of the categories and industries that, uh, that I've had a good chance to, to be involved with have been the beneficiaries, certainly from my perspective on what I've learned over time. And it's really, it always be learning kind of a kind of a culture, kind of a mentality and so it's really been helpful for me to uh, to learn from some really smart people in all of those companies and some great agencies as well, uh, in all corners of the world. So really, at the end of the day, the story for me has been, you know, how can brand resonate across multiple uh, industries and, and categories, and what have we learned along the way, and how has marketing changed, and, and why is brand so important, and now today talking to you a little bit about purpose-led brand strategies, really leading us into the 21st century and younger audiences and Gen Z. And and so it's just a really exciting time uh, to be in this area.
1: Yeah. Now, Ed, can you explain the concept of a purpose-led brand strategy and its importance in today's business landscape?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit different from what we all have come to know and love about something more of a a transactional uh, brand strategy. It's really a purpose-led brand strategy is sort of centered around a brand's clear and meaningful purpose beyond just profitability right it's it spends considerably more of an effort focusing on a brand's core values, its beliefs, uh, the positive impact it seeks to create in society. So uh, it's an approach in today's world that is critical in the business landscape because, consumers today, particularly the younger consumers, increasingly are seeking authentic and socially responsible brands. They're looking for businesses that can connect with them on a deeper level, uh, building trust and, and creating that type of loyalty. So uh, the, the direction that, that brands take in their actions and their decisions, how they kind of become a part of our consumers' lives, are really aligning itself over time to, a, to an evolving uh, society, right? The way we're looking at society now is really, is really uh, manifested well through kind of how brand is shaping,
1: shaping itself up. Now, how, how does that differ from a traditional brand strategy?
0: Yeah, as we all know, traditional uh, brand strategies, they tend to focus, uh, as I mentioned, a little bit more on profitability and the functional benefits and differentiation uh, of a product or a, or a brand, quite frankly. Um, a purpose-led brand strategy in contrast goes well beyond product features well beyond the focus of the delivery on the product itself it, it gets to a deeper emotional and societal impact of the brand we've been we've been looking at this for a long time um, and it's no surprise uh, that you know while traditional strategies aim to sort of establish a competitive edge uh, with uh, competitive sets, purpose-led strategies are, are a little bit further out front. They create a sense of uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of shared values with an evolving society. And you might imagine how important that that is and has been in the context of uh, the pandemic and some of the other world issues that have that have arisen in the last, well, in the latter part here of the uh, uh, of recent years. So. It, it's becoming a a more acceptable, uh, more more driven kind of an approach to creating brand strategy, and quite frankly, it's welcomed by the younger uh, the younger generation, Gen Z, I speak of.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, are there companies out there for which a purpose led strategy wouldn't work, or is that something, from your perspective, that that any company out there could adopt? Candidly, I think any company.
0: Could adopt it. One of the people that I most admire in brand strategy over the years has been a guy by the name of David Ocker. You may be uh, you may be aware of him. He decades ago he wrote a book called Managing Brand Equity, and he runs a very uh, successful company called Profit. And he's the type of guy who would tell you that if you are embracing the idea of brand purpose and thinking about extending yourself beyond profit, you're really diving into the kinds of things that are driven by core values and beliefs and authenticity, right? At some point you've got to recognize who you're targeting, who it is you are going after in terms of where you think you can make a difference. And generally, you've got the opportunity there to create a competitive edge with them. And and I think that he's got kind of this point of view where any brand can develop an initiative that extends beyond founding of that brand into an initiative that can then be branded in and of itself and serve as kind of a sidecar to the brand, right? He calls those signature stories. I bring that up because you should really be able to do that in any category, there are some easy ones to think of, right? You can think of, and I've had a little bit of experience in the healthcare industry uh, with regard to wellness, with regard to well-being, and the work that some of the larger insurance companies and payers have have gone down that that uh, that road a, a bit in in developing a, a point of view on total population health. Uh, but there are really any brand if it really reflects on its audience and really reflects on who they're trying to deliver value to. Should be able to identify a way to align with the values and core beliefs of its audience, whether it's a digital brand, uh, a DTC, a direct-to-consumer brand, or you know a retail brand.
1: So traditional brand strategy focuses, in the end, on generating profit. While, as you said, purpose-led brand strategy focuses more on on kind of the social impact of the brand of the company. Um, How how much is the importance of profit for purpose-led, And and is that more a secondary thought? No, I think that um, the best way to think about it is
0: it transcends profitability. All brands should be in in hot pursuit of profitability, for sure. Sure. I think the uh, successful brands pursue a place in the value systems of its audiences. For example, if you compare... Coca Cola's traditional strategy, which highlights the taste and refreshments of its beverages and the amazing distribution that it has. You look at a a brand like uh, a smaller brand, call it Tom's Shoes, Mm -hmm. which has a one for one model, right? And they Mm -hmm. donate a pair of shoes to a child in need for every pair of Tom's sold. So, Tom's, they're looking for profitability. They're looking for they're carving out market share. They're looking, they're, I'm sure they're being very practical about it, but they not only sell shoes, but foster a sense of social responsibility among consumers and thereby create a lasting sort of what they hope to have is is an indelible place in in the hearts of their consumers and in, the, in the choice that they make. So I think it tra- really, my answer to your question, would transcend profitability, it would go beyond. More okay. responsibility.
1: Now, the company says, well, this is interesting, you know, we've, we've gone with the traditional brand strategy for a long period of time, let's, let's focus more on purpose-led. What are the key elements that are involved in developing that? Where do they have to start?
0: Yeah, they have to think about some core elements, really. And, and they're very clear. And they'll sound quite a bit like traditional brand management, brand strategy, if you will. Uh, but they're, they kind of center themselves around a few things. One... It's defining purpose, right? What is a clear articulation? And you may have it, but if you can't clearly articulate it, why does the product exist beyond making a profit? What is it there to do? What is it compelled to do in the world to make the world a better place? Believe it or not, that is the kind of language that uh, resonates quite well with younger consumers. In addition to that purpose, you fortify that purpose with values and belief. You identify the core values and beliefs that guide all of the brand's actions. We used to call this sort of pillars or a lens, a brand lens. Uh, but really, it's 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 simplified into values and beliefs. And when you combine that with purpose, it becomes a very powerful tool to then get to the third part, which is essentially alignment. And you have any great brand has a culture that it wants to define internally with its own employees and define externally right so you have to ensure that that purpose aligns well with internal and external culture the brand's products the brand's actions in the market um give me an example of that one when i was with anheuser-busch for many years we felt so strongly about the world of refreshment which i can talk at length about because that's how we felt the beer Really resonated with our consumers, but refreshment was important. So whenever there was a major catastrophe around the world or a drought or something, we would stop the beer lines and we would we would can water Mm -hmm. and we would send that water in containers all over the world to places that you might imagine far-off places. We have the ability to do it. We were already transporting, we're already Uh, sending beer everywhere in the world we could do it with water and it just it had a we didn't label it with the brand we labeled it with our corporate a and eagle if you remember what that looks like and it was just it just said drinking water but it it just the and we didn't do it we we did it because we wanted refreshment in the world we wanted you know our deep our, our motto really was making friends is our business and in that Water that that sign of 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 partnership and empathy really meant a lot to our customers around the world. I think it's still being done, but that that's a great example of alignment, right? This is how we. It's a 125 year old company that felt that way and has always done it that way, and and so that that really really aligned well. The third part, the fourth part of it is is um, communication. You've got to be really good at communication. You've got to be really good at bringing off the paper or into people's homes, this idea of a compelling narrative to communicate purpose consistently. Um, can't be all over the board, and that's why these signature stories that David Ocker talks about are really important, because if you develop an initiative like canning water, you are able to um, consistently use that to develop a narrative about refreshment that means something to people. And when they think about it, they think about your company, and they might take advantage of the products that you Uh, that you that that, that you're selling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: now you mentioned earlier that you know purpose-led brand strategy or purpose led brand is hits home with the younger audience how about how about all the audiences or the fact you know a company has different audiences different age you know however they define it how do they how do they use purpose led to to talk across the entire spectrum of the audience group You know, it's very similar. Uh, I think that uh,
0: older audiences or different demographics, you know, they're looking for reason and value and they're believing in brands like they always have. They're a little bit more, older audiences are a little bit more brand loyal, we've learned over time. And so it can shape that loyalty into uh, something that's more meaningful to them. And they're very good with, uh, we found that they're, you know, putting a purpose-led brand strategy in place can create amazing NPS scores. And those are those are those are very helpful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Now when when a company sets out on a journey to to kind of develop, communicate a new amended brand strategy, um obviously it's important that you know internal stakeholders, employees, even the company culture is adjusted to that. How should the company approach that part? Because if you don't get buy-in from the people that are really close to the brand, you know how are you going to communicate it outside of your walls?
0: Yeah, that's that. I think that's critical, really. In fact, any brand that we've ever repositioned, certainly throughout my career, has always started with our internal audiences. Mm-hmm. My fellow employees, our peers, right? The folks in your company. And um, I think a great example of that would be Humana. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very large healthcare insurance company that needed to reinvent and reintroduce itself to society in that they wanted to be sort of a, a, a integrated care delivery company, one that was not so much about insurance and Medicare, but more about how are we helping you to maintain you know, a healthy lifestyle across the course of your entire life from 18 plus to uh, all the way, all the way through. And so we launched that brand thinking about wellness and well-being, but we did it through the prism of all of our employees and their personal lifestyles and what they could do to better themselves and we developed a series of actions as we began to redefine the brand and reintroduce the brand oh about 10 15 years ago and all of a sudden you started to see people really embracing you know exercise or making appointments with you know the right kinds of preventive care appointments we had people walking you know doing miles and measuring it with their iPhones we had competitions internally we had people You know, it it was kind of the idea that if we're going to preach to our customers, wellness and well-being and taking care of yourself, that we should start from within. And it was so incredibly inspiring. All of the leaders taking advantage of it. You know, we did. We did. uh, All of our marketing uh, had, uh, you know, amazing ways in which we were kind of defining, you know, the purpose between, you know, how are we going to take care of your health? And how does that relate to care and care of yourself and care of others? And it was really very inspiring. And so, you know, the idea that inspiring and engaging employees who feel connected to a higher mission, it just it it creates a more positive and motivated company culture. When employees believe in a brand's purpose, they then become brand ambassadors, and they deliver that sort of consistent message. We talked about message earlier, a consistent message. And, and that brand authenticity really comes through. And really, um, Humana was, was created as a company that will sit around the kitchen table with you and help you with your individual health um, at, the, at, the, at the core of it. And, you know, a customer, a consumer could see the authenticity in what we were then reintroducing ourselves with over time. It didn't feel like it was off the range. And so it felt very, um, very, very powerful. So I would argue that you start with, uh, in fact, if you really want to get specific, start with HR. <laughs> They're the, uh, an HR brand is really where you should start with your uh, purpose-led brand strategy.
1: Now, once you develop your strategy and you want to communicate it all different channels, um, how do you ensure that the message stays consistent? across all different marketing channels and touch points that your target audience most likely will see you?
0: Well, that's that's where uh, that's where the magic really happens, right? That's where integration and omni-channel thinking really comes to play. It's really all about touch points. And, you know, I did mention earlier uh, David Ocker's point of view about signature stories. But at the end of the day, it's purpose-driven should be driven across really all of your touch points, your advertising campaigns. Um, In the world of digital, uh, you have enormous opportunities with content. You have enormous ways to connect with people, not merely to sell something, but to educate, entertain, uh, give them hope, inspire them, use content as a, uh, to tell a story about your, your company, yourself, your brand, uh, that Had we had great digital marketing back in uh, the Anheuser-Busch days early on, you know, pre, pre-iPhone, I think, probably, or pre, pre-social media, we would have been able to tell some really interesting stories about where that water ended up and who used it and what it delivered and how proud we were of it. But social media messaging has that purpose. It has that opportunity to do uh, different wonderful things and content. Uh, can make that happen. The other thing I would say is you really need to think about, and I talked about that internal cultures, train your customer-facing employees to embody the brand's purpose. Um, I, I don't know how many times, Stefan, you've had problems with customer service or phone calls or customer service call centers, but if you are there, boy, those touch points enabling your salespeople, enabling your call centers to to simplify their their actions, to simplify the way that they treat customers and to become living proof of a brand's purpose, Uh, perhaps leveraging a signature story or perhaps leveraging uh, an initiative that's sort of easy and flexible for a customer. There's just many different ways to do that. But really, I think aligning your omni-channel approach with your customer experience is is important, and maybe even trying your
1: customer experience first. Now, with purpose purpose driven strategies, brand strategies becoming more common, you know, by uh, companies. How can a company ensure that what they are doing is going to be seen authentic? Because you know, there are for sure, company out there that, that might try to fake it what they are doing. So, how 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 can they ensure that their target audience? receives the message the way it's kind of the way it's supposed to be received and that they believe that what they're communicating is authentic.
0: Yeah, good question. The the way in which you might be able to think about it is consumers now, people have more information at their fingertips than ever before. And actions matter, right? Actions matter. So, aligning your actions with your stated purpose. It's uh most people know the, the cliche, walking the talk. Uh, I think that's more important than ever. And so companies that are out there making it easier, making it simpler, making it faster, making it more credible, your actions must match your purpose. Uh, and so your follow through is incredibly important. If you say you're going to do something, do it. And and have that sort of compelling messaging and narrative around it to make sure it resonates with people in the right place at the right time with the right message. The other thing about it is to be transparent. Uh, You need to be transparent about efforts and progress. So if you make a mistake, admit your mistake. Be out there, right? Do better the next time. Be transparent. Show people that you're not afraid to be. I mean, I think people are looking for today with all this communication and social messaging that People are looking for people just like themselves and to treat them the way that they would want to be treated. And so that transparency is important. So solicit that feedback from your stakeholders. When I say stakeholders, I mean the people you sell your product to, your internal employees. Get feedback from them, survey them, ask them. And then finally, continually revisit and refine your purpose to keep it relevant. As people change, perhaps your purpose can evolve. You can build off your success. So I would say those things help you uh, maintain that crucial authenticity.
1: Yeah. Now you mentioned nowadays it's much easier to communicate and, and, you know, your message out there. But I would say at the same time, it's also more challenging because messages, it's quite hard for consumers uh, sometimes to identify if they're looking at a true message or it's kind of a fake message. Any, any thoughts on, on kind of how to cut through that entire environment that there are a lot of noise out there that might not be true around certain things?
0: Yeah, I think that you've got to think about your consumers as your family. And what do I mean by that? The transparency piece of that is incredibly important. And having... Clear purpose requires you to deliver on the promise. I have to go back to uh, the the consistency of message. Does that match with your actions? Does that match with your transparency? Are you asking people how you're doing? Are you getting feedback? Uh, are you? Do you have a genuine commitment commitment to a meaningful purpose? The other part of it is, and this this could be a very interesting point on on your question, and is that is, can you involve your consumers or your key stakeholders in the development of that purpose? And so, in many ways, you have the opportunity to go out and ask uh, and research and get feedback on how you are doing or or the development of your purpose, or if you're growing and evolving your mission or purpose, you are getting that you're getting that feedback and you're communicating that back, ways, uh, back back and forth and then you should always obviously monitor and measure the impact of that strategy being prepared for the long term so that, you know you have to be you have to have clear KPIs in place such as you know are we are we linking this to a good in the community are there metrics in key communities that are actually being lifted as a result of what you're doing do you have the ability to, uh, you know, have you, have you rallied you know, different types of organizations? One thing, I worked at United Way Worldwide, which is one of mm-hmm. the largest philanthropies in the world, and, you know, their, their goal was to take the best and the brightest of every community, put them together in business, in faith groups, in uh, government, and solve big problems with measurable results. And corporations loved it because they could tap into, and their brands, they would bring their brands, and they could tap into the good that United Way could do in these individual communities through this idea that you're putting the best and the brightest together, you're getting their stakeholder feedback, you're shaping your purpose, and you're measuring your impact. And so whether it was education, financial stability, or healthcare, or economic, or food instability, in a market, you had, you had the the right people in the community giving you the right feedback with the right, you can, and I think companies can do that with philanthropy. Mm -hmm. They can do that with brands. They can tap into some of the best and brightest, uh, people through nonprofit organizations, which I would highly recommend you do. And there are some wonderful ones out there that we all know and love. One I particularly thought was, effective fact, it was United Way. I worked for them, but I also believe in their mission. Yeah. Still, yeah.
1: Now, Ed, before we come to the end of today's podcast episode, um, do you have three best practices for companies that are considering adopting purpose-led brand strategy for the first time? I do. I, I would say understand your consumer, understand your category,
0: and understand your brand. And so what do I mean by that? I would say from a consumer standpoint, what does your target need? What are they looking for? What mindset do they come to your category with? And how can you tap into their larger mission in life? How can you tap into uh, their, their, their values and belief and mindsets? Um, this has been done quite successfully, as I mentioned, with the Generation Z uh, segment of our, our population. And, and, and some brands that you might not even imagine have been able to do it, like Amazon, have done it quite, quite well. In, in some data sets that I've looked at. From a category standpoint, you know what does the space we play in look like? Who's doing purpose-driven branding and how can you carve out and differentiate yourself? How's the category addressing people's problems and needs today? How can you be different? And how can you engage with your stakeholders to be different and understand how you can make a difference through understanding the category and, and really assessing what people are doing and how they're doing. it, And then from a brand standpoint, this may be the most important. What's true to us? What is true to you and the brand? Were you founded on values and principles that you brought to the market that made you successful in the first place? That's the authenticity piece. What are the durable elements of the brand that have driven success over time? Think about those things that have stickiness, that have worked for you over the years. And if they, if you haven't, got those types of things, uh, now's the time to think about building those through those other two I mentioned, consumer category, and start to think about your brand as uh, more than a product, more than a profit, but part of uh, the lives of your consumers that you can begin to really flourish over time. And I think that's the way to think about growing your brand. And those would be my three things to think about for brand transformation. Perfect.
1: Well, Ed, thank you so much for joining me on the performance of that podcast and sharing your knowledge on strategic development of purpose-led brand strategy. Now, if people want to find out more about you, about Crosby, how can they get in touch? Yeah, you can get in touch. We are,
0: uh, at Crosby, we are a company that does, we're a, a firm based in Annapolis, uh, Maryland, and we've got an office in Washington, DC as well. Uh, you can contact us. We are all about. Developing uh, actions that matter. Our mantra is sort of inspiring actions that matter. So we operate in a very specific area of specialized practices in healthcare, nonprofits and causes, government and military and veterans. And we've got some amazing clients uh, that are uh, that are there where we try to positively impact people's lives and contribute to the greater good. That's really what we're off. So we helped them develop. Uh, with their customers, their constituencies. Uh, we shape attitudes, we inspire behavior change, we motivate action. And so our campaigns are are very integrated. We're, we're good with firms that need to transform into and brands that would like to transform into sort of mission-driven, uh, as I said, actions that matter, uh, work in the community. And we've got uh, a, a great lineup. So if you're interested, if you're in those those four specialized practices, we'd love to hear from you.
1: Perfect. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the performance about podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at symphonichq. Thanks again and see you next time.
0: Performance delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital.